Dylan Friends Minis. Josh Carl, Leah Harris, how are we? We're well. I'm good. I answered for Straight you. Straight into it. <laughs> so oh, we're just talking about this off air. Um, we'll talk a little bit of how we all know each other because this is a friend show today. And it's a funny one because, Josh, we've known each other for a while. Probably like two and a bit years, I think. But never met in person. No. Because you're from WA. Yeah. Leah, we've known each other for a while. We've met a few times on now. We have. But you and Josh know each other separate to this and this is your first meeting today as well. Yeah, Leah's effectively my boss uh, through our <laughs> podcast, full credit. Please listen. Um, she, But she was, has been very supportive and it's kind of weird now. First time meeting is on a podcast. This is... <laughs> Quite strange, actually. I haven't really. Yeah, this is the first time we've been near each other within 1.5 meters. Yeah. So good. And now we're looking at each other over a mic. Mm. Um, Leah, set the tone. Okay. How, what's your role with Spotify? Maybe give a, a description of that because it maybe set the scene a bit better. I look after making and commissioning and thinking about original podcasts, so mm. things that Spotify own, and thinking about audiences and how we want to get them listening to podcasts in general. You're a dream maker. For some. For some, yeah. 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 And obviously your podcast has been one of those. Yeah, we've been very fortunate because we're kind of plucked out of obscurity and they needed some sort of sport pod and we've made probably something that isn't that much sport. Been good fun, full credit with a couple of mates and yeah. Lee's been very supportive. Yeah, I've loved your stuff, Josh. So just set the scene on Josh and I's sort of relationship. We, I don't know if even you know this, Leah, but we, Josh and I worked together when he was just like working as a producer for Seven West mm. in WA and I was doing a podcast with Xavier Ellis. It was called Loose Ballers. It was basically like a, podcast where we just talk about footy once a week very you know very good show <laughs> and uh it was it was fantastic and josh was basically producing that and i remember like seeing his stuff and i was like josh is funnier than me and xavier i don't know why he's not doing his own show fast forward you've scouted him in this weird triangle of good coincidences coming and now together. he's doing his own thing it's great yeah. it's been, yeah it's been a bit bizarre has it isn't it um yeah i remember that i was just like well dill buckley sick and then i remember one time you're going hey mate like are you that tall bloke from the like, tiktoks i fucking watch i don't get it but like it's cool i, don't know, I just want to know more that was funny. And what happened from then? Because then base, I remember just, I, I didn't want to come off like telling you what to do, but I was like, you shouldn't be doing that, what you're doing. Yeah, it kind of got to the it, point, like I was really fortunate in my time at the, at the West. Like mm. they supported me, Nick Rin, the guy there is, has been really supportive. And then it got to the point where uh, it's probably spending too much time making these comedy videos and stuff like that. And it was eating into the rest of the time. And it got to a point where one was probably outweighing the other. Yes. So it had, took the leap and had the backing of this Spotify pod, which sort of allowed us to do it. Um, and since then, it's been about five months and it's been really interesting to see that like when you jump off the deep end you don't die you just often just a bit more opportunity comes somehow yeah dominating it joshua gallup on tiktok on instagram <laughs> oldest man on tiktok yeah and full credit podcast which is fantastic leah you're down from sydney i am big smoke you're seeing some comedy shows at the moment and catching up with some other talents that you've got down yes. here talk us through what shows did you see last night oh I saw and three. who are you catching up with today um i saw melanie bracewell Great gal. Kiwi. Fantastic. Go see her. I also saw Breast of the Fest, which is a lovely female-led show that happens a fair few times throughout the throughout the festival. Yep. And then I went to Festival Club, which was improv and wild. So that was a 10, 15 p.m. show and the crowd was going off. No wonder you're a little bit late into the studio this a morning. A little bit late. Um, Melanie Bracewell, she's on, oh. she's got a show on Channel 10. She does, yeah. Seen that. Yes. Very funny. Yes. Very funny girl. Um. Today, I want to talk about a few things. One is I lost my wallet the other night. I was at the Hugh Van Kohlenberg's Resilience Project. And let me just tell you, I needed some resilience when I lost my wallet on the way home. Mm -hmm. Then I did head to Sydney, didn't have my wallet, didn't have any ID. I don't know how there still isn't an app. Like in Sydney, I know they have, you can have your wallet on your phone, like with the actual ID, your driver's mm -hmm. license, but in Melbourne, you, you can't have that yet. And if I said to you, if you lost your wallet today, do you think it would get handed in? 
Well, I'm going to tell you that won't happen because I don't have a wallet at all. Wow, the future mm. right there. Mm. I believe it will. We're living in tw- you're living in 2032. We're living in 2022 right now. Uh, yes, true. <laughs> oh, no, no, I've, I've, I've got a story about that, actually. One, when I was like uh, 21, someone, I lost my wallet. And um and it, it got given back, but yeah, I feel like you're on the edge. <laughs> Did of yours get given back? Two years later. <laughs> Two years. So it was it was must have been lost in the sand dunes or something when I was like 21. And then two years later it came or two or three years okay and everything was warped out of the sun and just heated year and year and year and i remember it so clearly because for some reason there was a, a pokemon card radicate and it was also Good in card. there and i just found it really funny that of all the all the cards were warped but the radicate was still in mint condition not a shiny but it was still there <laughs> do you still have it i don't i've somehow ditched um, it that would be worth a bit of money i don't know if you've heard my story about pokemon cards i won't get into today but it's a touchy <laughs> subject i had a, i had charizards like i had a charizard bulbasaur venusaur everything and to like I've done a bit of research on my set. It would be over worth like over 50 grand wow. today. Got stolen. <laughs> by Grade who? five. By a kid in my... No, I know who it was too. The I, same I, person that took your wallet. Oh, probably. Yeah, long story short, I found my wallet. My um, address is like my old address. Got sent to this house. They sent me a message and... I went and picked it up this morning, but I was like, how, what, like, what, you know, that, that's, you know, my restored faith in humanity that my wallet got handed in. It is a, quite a beautiful thing. It's mother nature working together. Probably not the right sentence, but it, it works together. But I was thinking again, the paranoia in me was thinking, have they handed it in, right? Because I closed all my cards. Did they take, because all my cards are rearranged when I got my wallet back. So I was thinking, maybe did they write down all my pins and numbers on my cards, wait to hand it back. I unlock my cards and then they use it. You're going to get rinsed. It's a long game. But the problem is like, what are, yeah, where are they getting the stuff delivered to? I think you've got yeah, to, the thing is you're in this like media making, making content creation. Mm. You just make a crime pod then, tracking down the guy. And that is the number one genre listened to. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Um, quick recap on that while we're on it. Lee, I know you listen to Gary Jubilin oh. episode. Oh, my goodness. If you're listening to this one now, pause it, go to that one yeah. and listen from start to finish. Uh, I mean, you've definitely listened to it. I've listened the- to a couple. I haven't, I haven't listened to much yet. I've, oh, your one with Gary recently. Yes, yes. No, no, Dill's told me you're our mate Dill. Yes. I haven't got to it yet. Shout out to Dylan Adams. He's definitely listening today. Yeah. Three of his favourite people. Gary Jubilin episode we did. I was really nervous with that one. I know Leah and Josh are in content creation and sometimes when you do something a little bit different that isn't your normal thing, your mind plays tricks on you and you think like, fuck, you know, who am I? Am I just doing some weird shit? Like no one's going to like this, but it was really cool. Like it got really, a lot of people, you know, loved it and listened. And it means a lot when you love something, you want everyone else to love it too. And yeah, you know, and you wanted to, to get that done. So yeah, it was, uh, thank you so much for all the feedback for that episode because it did mean a lot. Something different. Always want to keep doing new things. Yes. You hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, it's always good when people like what you do. Tell us about your pod. Well, we came up with the idea. I always, I always thought in Australian podcasts, I'm an avid listener. When I quit my job like 11 years ago or something like that to do broadcasting, mm. it was because I, I was in geophysics of all things and I wasn't good at it. And I was listening like eight hours of pods a day. I realized like, oh, I really like this. And I, I the ones I like best were the well-edited ones, the ones mm. where it's like an audio doco. I like, I like lots of pods speak, where people are just speaking. But I thought that was a bit of a gap in the Australian market. And then when we spoke to Leah, I was like, what if we did like a weird investigation each week? And Leah, to a credit, was like all on board for the stupidest <laughs> idea, which I pitched first, which was Brett Kirk's weird intro from the Sydney Swans where yeah. a bunch of unique individuals. Yeah, which was 10-year anniversary <laughs> last week, actually. And, but when, yeah. I, when I told Dylan, Dylan Sierra, our producers, they were like from Sydney, and they just didn't understand the context. <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? Why do we care? But Leah loved it. And so we've done a couple of really weird ones. So we uh, The Freed From Desire chant. Do you yes. remember that one? Yes. I liked, my favourite was the power balance. 
Power balance. Power balance. Power balance, power balance really well is two. We actually spoke to the guy. Can you that explain we, what that is? Just for, like, everyone will know once you talk about it. But explain. Yeah. Ten years ago, power balance was a <laughs> phenomenon where for two years, these guys basically conned the, the whole world, sporting world. My brother. Yeah. Was like, I had one. Move my arm. Yeah. Yeah. Now I've got this one. Can't move me. See, my brother's yeah. a professional athlete. Yeah. You yourself, like everyone was conned by it. Brendan Favoli used to wear two. We had Fev on the pot, and he yeah. was and he was said he would tape up his arm to have the power bun. So it was a piece of plastic that they were selling for sixty bucks. It was worth one cent or something from China. Anyway, I found the guy that got the Austra- the Australian distribution rights, and he was like whiny and dining Benji Marshall, Brendan Favoli, Nick Nick Raywalt. Spoke to him. He was really keen. I want to clear my name. And then last minute, he, he decided not to. Unfortunately, but we had Fev, which really helps and Fev was like to be honest mate I felt stronger I felt so strong but it's like that was the placebo effect in full force I love placebo nocebo you heard of nocebo before I don't know if that's a word I made that up so a placebo is obviously something you feel like has an effect on you yeah yeah and a nocebo is the opposite right so it's like when someone says oh like Panadol is good for you if you don't think it is good for you it won't be good for you yeah that's a good point so it's like a the opposite basically yeah great episode it was good uh, and I, uh, yeah I just wish we got him on I wanted him to clear his name but promise when I was in chat <laughs> well, do you think he's actually going to clear his name okay, okay. going to make him this might bite me in the butt I don't know how but I remember having this conversation with him we chatted for 20 minutes and he had some very reasonable points you know for instance they sold to like Rebel Sport and they were selling to them for 30 but then Rebel Sport was sold for 60 but then they were hit with the the like uh, the bill basically of sixty dollars. So people were sending back to them for sixty, despite s- selling it to thirty. And I'm like, fair enough, okay. Like, cry me a river like that. And we went on and on and on. And so yeah, maybe these retailers deserve some blame. And at the very end, he goes, "But mate, like, to be honest, sometimes it does work." And I was like, "Okay, you're like, far out. Yeah. Okay, this is interesting." But he, he was a he, he was. I felt I felt partially sorry for him, but also I don't know. It's it, it was such a weird topic, but I I love it. I love that. Niche stuff. Leah, yeah. please tell me you like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, my favourite one was the curling. They were lovely. Yes, lovely. The international curlers, yeah, yeah. yeah. Australia's Dean and Carly. Everyone, please, the link will be in the show notes of that. I say that every week and I never put the links in, but they, I promise that'll be in okay, this week. Please. And if not... You're a big show noter I love show noting. You're always like, oh, that'll be in the show that'll notes. Be that'll show be in the show notes. To be, in fairness to me, I do end up putting them in the show notes, but probably just not at the right time. It takes like a DM to be like, hey, you didn't do the show notes again. And then I put them in the show notes. Pods, content, series at the moment. Okay? That's what I want to talk about is what are you both listening to? Okay? It doesn't have to be a Spotify original. I know it probably will be because that's all, you know, I'm sure you two listen to. Yeah. Um, what pods are you listening to and what series are you watching? Because I started watching it last night and it was fucking weird. A series that is. What did you watch? I watched the Jimmy Savile. And why was it weird? Oh, I don't even really want to talk about it. But it was like... Okay. It's a, a guy, tough topic. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough topic. It was... I had to nearly turn it off. It was too grotesque. Um, Jimmy okay. Savile is this guy from England who was like the poster... He was knighted by the, like, by the royal family, which, to be honest, the royal family don't have great sort of judgment of character of late mm. of people. He was, yeah, found to be like this person who everyone loved and he ended up being like really doing some horrific crimes to like people. But... It was weird because they're going back through all the content and he's sort of admitting to it the whole time, but he just never got pulled up on it until he was sort of 80 years old. Beware of like that. It is quite confronting to watch. But worth watching. If you're, I want to say into that, if you're, you know, if that is of interest of you Mm. finding investigative like series, it's pretty interesting. Yeah. I knew nothing about it because I'd seen this guy. Like when you, you might not know the name, but when you see him, you're like, oh, I've seen him before. He was like the, hey, hey, it's Saturday type operator, like game show. 
guy. But yeah, pretty hectic. You guys listening? Uh, Lee, take it away. Okay. Uh, yeah, a lot of Spotify originals yeah. that we all know about. But there is one that I adore uh, that I listen to every week now because they've gone weekly. It's an American podcast called Sounds Like a Cult. Um, and basically it's a comedian and a linguist. And they look at modern day cults. So like Soul Cycle, Disney fanatics, all sorts of like really uh modern day cults and then they interview people from that cult and decide whether it's too culty or not it's it's really fun so is there levels of cultness like is that a thing i mean they're just making up their own right uh, these these disney ones yep it actually is a cult or well well, i mean you decide that's what it is they uh go into it they i didn't really know a lot about um the cult of disney fans but um if you listen to the episode on this pod oh my goodness really That'll be in the show notes. It really yeah. will. I'm looking it up right now. There's a lot of um. I just think it's like a Richmond fan. You could argue that even like a Richmond footy fan can sometimes be called around cult. There's things that align with that too. But with um the Disney thing, because one of the key traits of cults is that they often, no matter how long they are, one of the constants for a proper cult is that at one point the leader eventually. It becomes a sex cult. Just at some point, they abuse their power. Yes. Is Mickey? Is there anything in the Mickey Mouse thing or anything like well, that? Well, you're gonna have to listen to find out. Okay, yeah, that right. sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Um, have you got? Have you got seen zero zero zero? Yes, the best series. Uh, do you know how much I got slammed for this because it's on SBS? That's oh, because of some. Because people thing are like, like, oh, you know, what the fuck are you doing watching SBS on demand? SBS on demand is unbelievable. It's free. It's free. You do get. Ads in it, which is quite annoying, but oh, I reckon it's free zero- content. Oh, they're oh, yeah. making money. Yeah, I know. <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, it's like when even you put ads in a podcast, people are like, I like you, man. You sold out. <laughs> you sort of like, well, you know, you have, sort do of this have to free. Like, you know, have to sort of you know, make a living to keep doing it. Zero zero zero, I would say, is in my top three series I've ever seen. I'm re-watching it right now. Actually, this is actually the SBS on demand thing, and it pisses me off that I pay you. You know, once a year you have to cull your subscriptions because you realise you're paying for a bunch you don't mm. understandably automatically. Zero 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 just like wits me. Like I didn't know about it, and then I'm rewatching it right now because Atlanta's coming out again, season three. Atlanta, the childish, childish Gambino, Don, Donald Glover's comedy slash weird drama series, so awesome because he just yeah. takes these massive swings at every episode that they're bizarre, like often like in a fantasy land, but at the same time he's a, he's a manager of a rapper from the hood in the US in Atlanta, and then um they they make it by this time. But I yeah, those two are my two faves, I reckon right now. Have you seen Dave? Have you guys seen Dave Dave. with Lil Dicky? Yeah. Yeah, love Lil Dicky. I think that was on some, it's like on uh, YouTube. I think I had to buy it on YouTube. Yeah. Really weird how everyone's just turning into a streaming service these days. (laughs) Um, Just on 000, have you seen it, No. You would like it. I don't know, maybe. I can't, I don't know what you like, so I can't say you'd like it, but it's a very good series. Yeah. It is set in three different countries. So it's basically a drug deal from uh, Mexico to Italy but it has to go through the US mm. and it has like three different stories of all of the people but then comes together in the end and it's got three different languages in it like it's pretty cool it's got like subtitles and it's stuff. so well shot too like the whole one I'm watching I'm like this is a nine hour movie it's based on a book it's based on so basically I, th- I believe this guy wrote a book about the international drug trade and then he decided rather than you know get himself killed or something he made a fictional story based on how the actual system works so all, or everything in it is stuff that kind of happens but it's based around narrative that's what i assume yeah yeah. very cool um love it hey while i've got two of the best young creators and (laughs) dream givers out here dream givers dream shatterers is that is that is that more accurate 
No? Depends what your dream Depends is. Depends what your dream Fire up my contract's up. So yeah. <laughs> what, what would um, lead this question for you? What if we, like getting into podcasting these days is such an awesome, awesome thing. Like podcasting is incredible. So lucky to be doing this as a, as a career. Josh, you'd be the same. You're just absolutely blessed every day. And you, I always get messages from young people saying, you know, how, you know, what's the best way to get into podcasting? What would you say now to someone trying to get into podcasting are like the three things that you would do or like one thing that you would do to have a career in podcasting? A career in podcasting. Or even just, a, you know, like being able to have a podcast that is is a part of their life. Okay. So the biggest thing that I'm obsessed with is knowing exactly who your audience is. Um, and you both know how much I love an audience profile. And just <laughs> if you can describe to me if you're in the shops and you can – pick someone out and go, that person's going to listen to my podcast. Why are they going to listen to it? When are they going to listen to it? What do they eat for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? What brands do they wear? What type of undies do they wear? Like you want to know everything about them. And then you can always go back to that audience member when you're trying to make bigger decisions or think about how you're going to evolve content or thinking about who's going to be a guest or your release strategy. You just have to go back to that audience member and think think about them. The way you even said it to me once, which I loved, was like you actually create the person. So be like, all right, whatever it is, say 16 year old guy plays footy on a, you know, trains on Thursday nights, drives home from, you know, 45 minutes, works with his mates in a packing warehouse uh where's his footy shorts to the supermarket like don't you really want to yeah. like actually bring it in that much to go you can identify that person his name's jason there he yeah. is like that's that guy Think and then you can create him. someone else who goes to uni a little bit different you know has his girlfriend they travel to the beach each weekend it was really cool yeah good exercise think about their habits and when your show would fit in to their life, to their life. and also which is a massive massive sort of cliche to me because i'm doing this now the, the whole thing of like it's just an interview show now you have to adapt and that's what we're doing now in doing these minis it's like you can't just be a joe rogan interview show and that's what i say to people all the time and even for me like i don't want to be that person i want to keep doing different things and that's where like josh's shows come in which is so different it's like mate sitting down doing an investigation into a certain thing how different is that yeah i, I actually it's interesting what leah said just then because i feel like you hear such generic things when people say well how would you get into it but that's actually quite a specific piece of advice i think that's really handy um my advice would be just do do heaps i've I had about three or four podcasts i tried over mm-hmm. the last 10 years but and even just being in broadcasting you're just getting reps without even realizing i always wanted to ask you deal and we spoke about this earlier mm-hmm. but as someone who failed at a sport not you, me. Yeah, no, I can say it. No, no, no. Yeah. But like you had to strive so hard for every contract. You had to work so hard for everything for like, mm. you know, 30 years of, of training or 25 years. And then you, you know what I mean? Like you, you get to that point. And then two years in podcasting, you're the two years in podcasting, you're at the top of your game. You, yeah. is, it, is it interesting to you to say like you had to work so hard in AFL, mm. but in two years you've probably been surprised or four years at how much you've got back? I think that like the one thing I've learned is that if you can take – if you can be like the own, this is getting really, this is getting into our skit later, but like about wisdom <laughs> and advice. But if you can be like the person that determines everything in your life, like if you can cut out all of the, like there's obviously always going to be like a boss or someone who's making the decisions. But if you can try and get to like make the decisions for yourself, and where I'm getting to at this is like in footy, you can work, you can train so hard, but in the, the day that, you know, footy and sport is very different. There's a bit of luck involved. You have to st- keep your body healthy. You have to be selected. And you have to perform when it matters. But in life, if you like kick those habits up and you keep training and you work for yourself and you're dedicated to something, hard work actually does come true. Mm. So like, I think that if you, in the in the real world, if you work super hard and you're committed and you're consistent, you're always going to succeed. You're always, but it just takes time to do it. Versus in sport, sometimes that doesn't happen mm. because there's other people that make decisions or, you know, as I said, injuries, form, all these types of things. But yeah, well, I found with podcasting, like, 
if I, I took the same work rate that I had in sport that never paid off for me really, like I always was like, fuck, why am I doing this? It's not even making sense. But you have those habits and you take it into the next field and it yeah. always works. I found anyway, for me personally. Probably knowing a long-term goal pays off if you're doing something as well. Literally, I guess, as well. yeah. yeah. Um, well, you did the same thing for you. Like you're working at, a, at you know, all these things. Product. Like why I love Josh's story too is a lot of people – um, I had a chat with a guy yesterday about getting into podcasting and I loved it because a lot of people were like, my one advice I'd give to people that want to get into media is go and work for someone first. Go and work for a radio station, answer the phones, learn how to put a show together. I worked at 3W for a year and didn't like, you know, I, I, the experience was incredible, forever in debt. I learned so much about like how to call people, how to have a hook in a show, like how to like actually why are you getting them on, why is someone going to listen to this, which I never knew before I actually started my own thing. So then when you did, you actually have an idea of what you're doing. Yeah, it's, well, I was a video journalist at Fox Sports for four years and that taught me how to edit, shoot, write mm-hmm. and everything. And all of a sudden I just, I, I didn't realise, but it actually made me make comedy videos. Yeah, exactly. Lee, you got a meeting? I've got a meeting. Let's wrap this up. Okay. Um, I'm going to put Leah's email in the show notes. Just bombard her. It's Leah. No, I'm going to just bombard her for all your ideas. All um, no, thanks so much, guys, for being a part of it. Love you both. Thank you. Thanks, Leah.